Hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Welcome to episode 13. Hey, how are you today? Today's going to be such a good podcast. I'm going to talk about the quickest way to resolve chronic pain. That's right. There are things that you can do to make this process uh, shorter, smoother, and there are things that you can do to make it longer. I'm assuming you want to know the former. So I'm going to talk about that today. I'm also going to talk about a new article that was published in Psychology Today about a new, well, somewhat new kind of therapy. Um, I should say somewhat because it's actually been around for a little while. It's only just that it's recently been given a name. It's what has been effective for quite a long time. So we're going to talk about that in relation to how to make chronic pain go away more quickly. Now, I want to say a few things, like a little caveat here, which is to say that any time you enter into this process of trying to resolve chronic pain, that it's always best not to have a specific expectation for any kind of length of time that it's going to take. Because when you start saying things like the quickest way, fastest route, and things like that, um, it's very easy for the mind to um, think very positively. Let's just put it that way. And the brain can imagine that what that means is that it's going to be like a week or 24 hours or 48 hours or something like this, or that there's going to be a click and then all of a sudden it's the pain is there and then the pain is pretty much gone and you never have it again for the rest of your life. And that is success, right? And our brain, without even us realizing that, kind of sets us up for disappointment and failure by having these unconscious expectations for what we want or for what we desire. So I want to say that yes, while there is a quicker way, that for the most part, it is a process and it rarely looks like what you want it to look like or what you expect it to look like, right? It's always kind of up and down, around, to the side, and we never know exactly how things are going to unfold. And when you have that awareness and that kind of expectation, you're much more prepared to deal with the reality of it. And the other thing I want to say before I jump into the kind of meat of the, of the episode today is that if you're experiencing some doubt about this process, about what's possible for you, and you question whether or not it will work, there's a reason for that. And I want to normalize that part of your brain that is like, I don't know, that kind of has doubt. The reason is that right now your brain doesn't have any solid proof that this is possible for you. 
And our brains like proof. They like examples. That's why we, or not why, but it's because we refer to our past to understand our present or to predict the future. It's just what our brains do. So if our past only has examples of things that didn't work and chronic pain that doesn't go away, it's kind of would be unreasonable to think that your brain wouldn't have some degree of doubt. So if you have doubt, if you have disbelief, you don't need to overcome that in order to start on this process and getting results. In fact, quite often I find that it's really a matter of experiencing it, um, what's possible and experiencing less pain a number of times before people actually believe it, even if they've experienced it. It's like you can have this thing where the pain goes away and you're like, um, wow, I don't actually know if I believe that this is going to last and it comes back and you then use that as proof that it's never going to go away, right? So we kind of use our disbelief. It's this, we confirm our disbelief um, and use the evidence like that to confirm what we suspect to be true. And that's important to acknowledge. So you can have that thought, you can have that disbelief without believing in it. You can approach it like a scientist and say, this is a hypothesis I'm going to explore, but I'm not going to believe it. I don't need to buy into it until I have enough evidence to experience it for myself. That's fine. In fact, that's actually part of the process (laughs) to give your nervous system in your brain enough evidence to start really shifting in a new direction. So just want to throw that out there for you. And that's really why one of the big reasons anyway that I do this podcast because it's part of the process. It's part of um, getting your brain to understand that there is another possibility by hearing the information, by thinking about new options, thinking about new ideas, trying them on for yourself, seeing how they feel and experimenting with thoughts and practices. But it's just that information is equally important to your brain, right? And to your nervous system, which controls the pain signal. It's as important as the movement that you may do or the other things that you may do for yourself. So it's really important and it is a big piece of the puzzle. It's not the only piece. I just want to make that really clear. Like you can't just think your way out of chronic pain or listen your way out of chronic pain, right? And I'm going to talk actually more about this today because what's so important is being able to address it on all the different layers or areas of your nervous system, right? Because it's a complex interwoven uh, pattern and you need to be able to address it in all the different ways that it exists in your body, not just in your brain in the cognitive sense, but in the other ways as well. But the good news is, is that it's totally doable. It's possible. And anybody with the nervous system can get amazing results with these kinds of techniques. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you have a nervous system. So that's good news for you. 
Okay, so let's get into it, shall we? Yes. All right. So I first want to just tell you a little bit about this article that was published in Psychology Today. You can find it online if you Google it. It's called A New Approach to Train the Brain to Treat Chronic Pain. New to the medical community, I will say. It's not entirely new. Um, it is newly, has a kind of a, a term that is new. And this isn't the first article that has been written about it, this particular uh, therapy that I'm going to talk about in a moment. But it also is something that has been effective for a long time in practices outside of the medical community that understands, uh, by practitioners who understand um, pain and the nervous system and how it works. And, you know, for many years, many professionals were mystified by chronic pain. Nobody knew what was going on. You know, women and men were going, women were going saying they had pain all over their body. Men were going in saying they had back pain. Um, Men and women were getting procedures done to them with very unpredictable outcomes. And for the most part, it was like this big conundrum. What's causing all this pain? And the solution, of course, was just to block it and to deal with the symptoms because nobody knew how to deal with the actual cause, right? So that's how we got into this highly medicalized situation when it comes to pain when nobody actually knows or knew what was causing the pain in the first place. So for this study, they brought on people, looked at people specifically who had chronic back pain. However, this particular type of therapy and um, it's called, I only use the word therapy because it's called pain reprocessing therapy. That's P-R-T, right? Um, this kind of technique can be used on many different kinds of pain. I use my own version of this technique, which I've been using since before it was called pain reprocessing therapy. But, um, the fact that it's been named makes it more widely available to more people, which is awesome. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So I use the word therapy simply because that's the, the term that has been, um, what developed used. (laughs) So basically the gist of, of PRT is retraining the brain to experience the sensations and have a different response or interpretation to the experience of pain. So kind of mediating the experience, mediating the sensation with information and other kinds of techniques and tools that gradually over time change the way that the brain reacts and therefore what it creates, right? Because pain, the signal of pain in the nervous, in the body is of the nervous system. It's something that the body and the nervous system specifically produces, right? So it creates the pain signal when it experiences a threat of some kind. 
And pain reprocessing therapy is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It, it teaches the nervous system how to process that pain in a different way. So then it therefore no longer perceives a threat or a need to create that pain signal. And that is, in a sense, what I also do and find to be extremely effective in my own practice with my clients. But one of the things I think that's interesting about this is that with this particular study, there was, um, you know, these studies, they, they help to isolate certain aspects of a multifaceted treatment. So in this case, we're looking at pain reprocessing therapy. And in this instance, 66% of the people who experienced this treatment had, or I should say were uh, pain-free or nearly pain-free a year after their treatment. And that the treatment lasted, here's the real exciting part, four weeks long. That's it. Four weeks of PRT and people with chronic back pain experienced what well, I should say 66% of people experienced being pain-free or nearly pain-free after just four weeks of treatment. So that is super cool. And so when I'm talking about quick or fast, that's what I'm talking about. Where in the past people could be in physical therapy, you know, many times for many years, different rounds of physical therapy and still not get good results or have to go to the chiropractor or the massage therapist for ever, <laughs> right? Once a month or every two weeks as a must, right? And still get minimal results. So it's really incredible what we're able to do. And all of it comes down to this awareness, period. Awareness about pain itself, the fact that it is a nervous system phenomenon, about how it works in your mind, in your body, uniquely, not generally, but you, your unique mind, your unique body, your unique life, and awareness about yourself, self-awareness about your mind, your body, yourself, your life, yeah? Awareness on all these different levels about these different areas. So what I'm really curious about is not the 66%, because that makes a lot of sense to me, but I'm really curious about the 44%. What was going on with that other 44%? (laughs) I want to meet those people. I want to meet that 44%. That's where I get excited to really get into it with people. So with this new information, with these new studies that are coming out, um, there's a lot of increased awareness that pain is a phenomenon of the nervous system, right? Chronic pain, pain in general, but chronic pain is really about the nervous system being in a habit of producing pain. And I can't express enough that this is such good news because the nervous system is plastic, right? The nervous system is malleable. This is always good news. And no matter how physical the pain feels to you, 
the answer, the solution, the way to resolve it quickly is to go directly to the nervous system. Now, there's a few keys that aren't mentioned in this study or in pain reprocessing theory that I think are therapy, sorry, that I think are incredibly important that I want to draw out today and I want to make apparent to you so that you can apply them and be aware of them for yourself. So when you are retraining the brain, when you're thinking about it like that, it's not just like you're training the brain as if you would to learn um, some facts and figures by rote or to um, go do a certain thing in a very specific way. You're actually working with an organic system. An organic system that has both conscious and subconscious levels of interaction with the world. So in order to really make this successful, you need to essentially bring consciousness into parts of your life where you are currently unconscious. And the more that you can do that in the more areas of your life, the more success you're going to have, the more quickly and the more lasting your success is going to be because it's going to be more comprehensive and more powerful, more potent. And let me talk about what I mean when I say consciousness into parts of your life where you're currently unaware. So the effect of not having consciousness in areas of yourself where you would want it are things like being tense in areas of your body and you don't know why. Like you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh my gosh, my shoulder is rock hard. Or you go to the massage therapist and they're like, well, you've got this big old knot here or whatever. You're really bound up here and you're not exactly sure how that happened. You might feel like, yeah, I'm under a lot of stress in general, but in terms of when you wake up in the morning, let's say you happen to wake up well-rested just for the sake of an argument and you get to the end of the day and you have tension and you're like, wait, how did that happen? I'm not exactly sure and you can't trace it, right? That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And the other way this often presents is that you are stressed And you don't know how to unravel that stress because you feel like the stress is caused by all these circumstances outside of your control and your stress levels then therefore are outside of your control, right? So that's another situation in where you feel you're unconscious of how you are interacting with circumstances in your life to create stress. If you feel that the stress is happening to you and you don't see how you are participating in it unconsciously, right? Not at your own fault. None of this is your own fault. We all have areas in our lives where we have, you know, there are things that we can't see. The surprising thing is that it's not that hard to figure this all out. That's what's exciting and amazing and incredible. (laughs) That's what I love about um, these ideas, that it's not just that you have to acknowledge that there's a level of, or there's areas in your life where you're not aware, but you can 
there are tools and techniques out there that can help you to simply become aware. And it's really just a matter of learning. This kind of learning that I'm talking about, by the way, is not, again, like learning how to repeat something back by rote. It's a whole, what I would call um, embodied learning, meaning that you understand it in your bones, in your muscles. You have a feeling for it. You have a sense about it. It's not just a cognitive experience. It's a whole body experience. And it's that kind of learning. So on the conscious and subconscious levels, in your thinking brain and also in your what we could call your body brain, having that awareness grow, having awareness grow on all those different levels and areas of yourself is what is going to create an infrastructure of a pain-free life right? Because you can't change what you aren't aware of. I think I've said that before, but I'll say it again probably many times because it bears repeating. You can't intentionally change something if you don't know what it is, (laughs) if you're not aware of it. It's like, imagine you're in an MC Escher type of room and there's a, a window that, or a door rather, that looks like a window And you're in that room and you're looking outside and you're like, man, it's really nice out there. I wish I could go outside. I wish there was a door in this room so I could access that beautiful landscape out there. And then there's a little clue or something that said to you, there's a door in here. Then you'd be like, oh, there is? And your brain would wake up to the possibility that there's a door oh, there's a door and you would start looking around and you wouldn't see it. And eventually through that awareness, that there, that new awareness that a door exists, you could go about the process of discovering where it is, even though maybe at first it isn't apparent to you. And that is the learning process, that discovery, that curiosity, that desire to number one, get out of the room And number two, to be in that place that you can view or that you perceive, that is what fuels the process, right? So let's recap a little bit so it's really clearly laid out. So all of these pieces of the puzzle are about awareness, right? So awareness that it's even a possibility. So this knowledge that and about the article that was published in a well-recognized journal you know and a study that was done by recognized institutions here you have some notable degree of potential belief right (laughs) that's all part of the puzzle and then not just that it can happen to those people or that magical unicorn over there but maybe it can happen to you because you understand a little bit more uh, the logic behind it, which is that um, the, the process happens through rewiring of the nervous system and you have a nervous system and it's a matter of learning and the knowledge that your nervous system has the potential to learn. Like, have you learned anything in your life? Yes, you have. (laughs) I'll answer that for you. 
that you have that potential just like any other human nervous system that's ever existed. Yeah. And that's when you get into the specificity of your own self and your awareness about details of your own self. Because it's not just awareness about what's possible, but it's awareness of how this plays out in your unique mind, in your unique body, in your unique life, right? So that it is tailored, your awareness becomes tailored to your life, to yourself, not just general knowledge. And without that, that's when we get lost in the theory. That's when we get lost in the emotional upheaval and the feeling that we don't have what it takes because it's general, because it's broad, it's everybody and everyone. But when we get down to really the clear details of our own nervous system, that's when things start to open up and evolve. So, so this is where kind of mindfulness comes in, not in terms of general mindfulness, but in terms of very specific mindfulness, a practice that is very specific and for a specific purpose, which is to increase your self-awareness, increase your awareness about yourself so that you can bring intention so that you can change in areas of your nervous system where you want to change. Because it's not just how your nervous system reacts that you're becoming aware of. You're also becoming aware of how your nervous system or you create. How you create certain results or certain experiences and tools that you can use and ways that you can focus your intention or your attention to create more of what you want. Whether that's what you want to experience in your body or your life or your relationships. You get to learn through this process of self-awareness how you can create. So you see, it's not just about training your nervous system. It's about becoming aware of how your unique nervous system reacts, how it's triggered, how it, how it functions, and how it creates. So you feel, you sense, you learn. And through this process, little by little, you gain access to the control board, to being able to rewire your nervous system through this process of self-awareness. So transformation is a really big buzzword right now. Everybody's like, oh, transformation, experience an amazing transformation. Oh, it's so amazing. Transform your life, transform your mind. And here's what I want to say about that. This is another way to talk about resolving chronic pain. You can transform your pain into power, into wisdom, into movement, into ease. You can transform that pain. You can. But really, that transformation is a learning process. It's not a miracle in the sense that some other entity has struck you with some 
magical elixir and voila, nobody knows what's happening. It is miraculous in that, hello, life is miraculous. The, the way that the nervous system works is kind of miraculous. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> but it's not a, a miraculous in the sense that we have no clue how to, uh, how it happens. Transformation is a practice of increasing your self-awareness, of learning about yourself, learning about what you do, and learning how to create what you do want by, guess what? Doing it. (laughs) You go through the steps. You teach yourself in the same way that you taught yourself how to pick up one foot and put it in front of the other as a toddler or anything in your life. Everything that you do in your life is something that you've learned. Most of the things that you do in your life, you've learned unconsciously. You didn't realize you were learning because it was taking place in your subconscious, right? Some of the things you learned intentionally, like how to cook amazing pizza sauce. I don't know. <laughs> what, whatever it is that you wanted to learn. And you can learn how to have easy, free movement in your body that is pain-free. You can learn. You can learn how to process emotions, how to have anger without shouting things that you later regret. (laughs) You can learn how to process that in a way that is healthy, that feels good to you, that you understand, right? So that it doesn't show up in other ways, like in your back as muscle spasms or in your shoulder as tension. You can learn and become aware of how these things live in your body so that you can use that knowledge and that awareness to help your body be more free of tension, more free of stress and things that weigh down on your heart and your mind and your shoulders and your back. You can teach yourself how to think differently about your life, about your relationships, about certain aspects of your past so that they no longer plague you with regret or sadness, causing abdominal pain or hip pain or knee pain. You can feel your way into awareness. You can transform. You can, without a doubt. What do you need to help you transform? That's the only question to start asking yourself. How do I want to transform? And what kind of things do I need? What do I want to explore? What do I want? These are questions that we so rarely ask ourselves because we don't believe that there's a solution or a route to what we want right? We feel stuck. We feel like it's not possible. And therefore we don't try. We don't even give ourselves the opportunity. So I want to invite you to, to write down what you want. What would you like more of in your life? Is it lightness? Is it ease? Is it freedom of movement? 
And if the answer is less pain, give it a positive angle. What is the opposite of pain? And start talking about that. Start focusing on where it is that you want to go rather than what you don't want, right? What is the opposite? And start thinking about that and dreaming about that and building your vocabulary and your understanding around that. And then start experimenting with that in your fingers, in your toes, in your relationships, in your walks. When you get out of bed, when you wake up in the morning, visit what it is that you want in your mind. Just put it there and see where it starts to take you. If you want more specific help from me, I do have a specific way that I walk people through this process that is guided, that is tried and tested. And obviously, I've been through it myself. I know how it works. I can help you do that too. Some people really like to have that open exploration. Other people really desire some more clear guidance. So if that's something that you want, please reach out to me and we can, I can talk about how that process works as well. All right, everybody. I hope you found this helpful. I hope you found it like at least opening a door or the possibility of a door. If you find or you feel like you're in a room and you've been in a room for a long time and you want to get out, think of this podcast as saying, hey, there's a door. There is a way out and you can find it. All right. I'll speak to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, you've got to come check out my new free workshop where I will walk you through this incredible self-coaching process that I find extremely powerful and has made the biggest impact in people's lives. It is like I would call the key component uh, to finally breaking through those mental barriers and getting so much insight into where you're stuck in your mind and creating tension in your body unnecessarily and when you become aware of that that's when you start being able to break it down and carve a new path it is the missing key for so many people so i highly recommend that you come check that out it's free and i want to share it with you i want to share it with the world so come and check it out you can find out where to sign up for that by going to the show notes there will be a link there You can also go to my website and get on my mailing list. That's www.movetonourish.com. That's move, T-O, nourish.com. You can also find me on Facebook as Move to Nourish or in the Facebook group From Pain to Power. Lots of different places to find me and to be able to find out about the workshop and all the free offerings that I give but mostly make sure you come on now so that you get in in time to come check out the free workshop. It's going to be really awesome. And it has the potential to change the game entirely for you. So do come check that out and I will see you there. 
Have a great week.